Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And gentlemen, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's time for the AEW Dynamite Wrestling Inc. after show, and have we got a good one for you. We've got championship matches, we've got tag team matches, and we even have a big announcement about a returning superstar. But before we get into all that, let me introduce the crew here. I'm Jack Farmer, being joined by none other than Jimmy Corderas and NYC Demon Diva Issa. Isa, on the far end of the screen here, how are you doing today? You didn't wear pink, so you're already breaking the Wednesday rules. <laughs> I live by my own rules. You can't put me in a box, Isa. <laughs> I'm doing good, Jack. How are you? How was your weekend at Double or Nothing, Jack? <laughs> it was really fun. It was a cool experience getting to be there. Uh, I, you know, when I was there in the media scrum, right, I'm sitting there three rows back over to the side a little bit. I'm looking up and Tony Khan's right there and I'm looking up at him and I smile and he looks over at me and he smiles and he says, Jack Farmer, I think you should be on the wrestling Inc. AEW after show this week. And I said, I think that's a good idea. Now didn't actually say that it was more like just implied. You could kind of just feel it in the, you know, the, the way he was looking <laughs> oh over. God, you are so, so, so that's what happened. Um, didn't actually so say it. it. Didn't say it. Just, you know, you could, you know, as soon as you could just read somebody. And I, right. I, that, mm-hmm. that's what happened at that moment. He, we were looking, we we're like, yeah. That's but it. he didn't, he didn't, he didn't imply about the pink. Yeah. <laughs> no, he did not mention the, <laughs> he did not mention okay. the pink. I will uh, say this is my favorite shade of pink on Jimmy. I just want to point that out. Jimmy has followed the pink rules for, for a couple of weeks now. This is my favorite pink so far. Thank you. You know, it, it's kind of, a, is that like a salmon? Is that a, uh, or is that yeah. just a pink? Yeah, I don't more, know. No, trying it's more to, a salmon. It's trying nice, to, yeah. Trying to show my color wheel prowess here. <laughs> yeah, <we're>, Sounds good <laughs> to me. <laughs> we're very... We're very serious about our color wheels here on the Wrestling Inc. After Shows. Mm-hmm. Everyone's giving me a hard time about the pink. I didn't know. And yes, Dylan, I was considering wearing the ref shirt tonight since it was going to be Jack and Issa I was going to be between. But uh, you know what? I think we can play nice tonight. Yeah. Big mistake. Because I'm going to oh. disagree with everything Issa says on purpose. I hate oh. you. Oh, here we go. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> Ooh, I, was so, I was so nice to you this weekend. I try to help you out, and this is how you're gonna treat me. Okay, Jack, I see it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I was I gotta say, I was such a lost puppy at this thing, by the way, on the Poor weekend. Thing. I had no idea what I was doing. Fortunately, everyone there was so kind. I was like, what am I supposed to be doing? 
<laughs> but it was it was very fun. Everyone at, at AEW and the whole crew there was was super friendly, and all the different media people there. It was super cool. Like everyone was super cool. It was a great time getting to chat with all the folks there. Nice. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, and Tommy O, by the way, in the chat, met Tommy O in person. We got a photo together. He tried to run off with my press credentials, but I caught him at the last second. I kid, I kid. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Jimmy, how how are you? I didn't ask you. How are you doing? No, I'm doing great. We finally got summer up here. It feels really warm. And now we're going to complain about the heat. That's the way it is in Canada. When it's cold, we complain about the cold. When it's hot, we complain about the hot. And of course, uh, construction constantly. So, hey, what are you going to do? So, um, we got some news to talk about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had this stuff lined up. I had, you know, I was like, oh, we got numbers from. the last WWE PLE or Tony Khan wanting to do streaming and all this other stuff. But guys, we know what we all want to talk about. We want to talk about something that happened on the show tonight. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about a little, a special announcement from, from Tony Khan. Four right? weeks of announcements. Finally, and, we get to this one. And I could see in his eyes, even through the TV, he was looking, he's like, Jack, you're going to be on tonight, right? And I was like, yes, okay, yes, I am. But then he said, guys, AEW Collision is going to feature the return of CM Punk. And this is going to be a powder keg of chatter. I can tell everyone in the Mm -hmm. chat, let me know your thoughts on this. But Jimmy, I want to start with you because you always, you're the referee. You call it down the middle. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on the return of CM Punk? I think uh, it's needed for the first episode because you really want to trigger your audience to tune in. And that's the important thing. You want to get them interested. And of course, CM Punk has been in the news a lot lately. Rumors have been circulating about will he, won't he? Uh, then all of a sudden it was out there that, hey, they came up with something and it, it's a non-disclosure agreement, all this stuff that's going around. Uh, you know, that I don't care about. I just want to see him on the show. But my curiosity is after the premiere. Yes, there's going to be an audience to tune in to see what happens. But that can they maintain that audience? Because it is a tough night. Let's put it that way. You know, Saturday nights from 8 to 10 is going to be a tough draw night. So, yeah, uh, you know, like I said, uh, I've said it before. Uh, I, I'm, I don't pick sides here. I hope that all companies do well. And I hope that AEW uh, Collision does well on Saturday nights. I just, oh, uh, I've got my question marks. Let's put it that way. Yeah, Issa, this is something that um, as Huffman Elite Training, the chat is alluding to, CM Punk got some booze tonight, which was nice to hear. Uh per Huffman Elite Training, a very mixed reaction from that crowd when it was announced. Uh, what are your thoughts on CM Punk? Um, look, I was I was talking about this a little bit um, from a fan perspective, right? Uh, I wasn't watching wrestling back in 2011 when CM Punk was at the hottest, right? So when they announced him coming back to AW, I was very excited to see what the buzz is all about, right? Like, what makes CM Punk such a favorite? Why do people love him? Of course, I've seen all these epic moments that he had, but I haven't seen a run, okay? So I was very excited when he got announced, and unfortunately... Drama aside, brawl out aside, CM Punk had a hard time staying healthy. So my first thought was, I don't care who wants to win the locker room with him or not. Can we keep him healthy for a good run? My second thought was, regardless of how you feel of CM Punk, me personally, the last memory of him in wrestling, I don't want it to be the press conference. So I'm very happy that he's going to come back and I can think of something else because I would have hated for CM Punk to not ever come back and my last memory of Punk in professional wrestling being that mess, whatever that was, right? Um, So 
my my curiosity is more amongst his his health because it felt like they rushed him back after that first injury. Then he got injured again. We were we looked like we were gonna go into a program with him and NJF. Roles are reversed. NJF has a championship now. Back then he had the championship. So I'm curious about where we're going to go. Whether you like CM Punk or not, he did move the needle for AEW. He did bring mm-hmm. ratings. He did sell tickets. He did sell pay-per-views. Is it the right choice? We will see. I mean, there's also a common denominator that we cannot deny about CM Punk being in a locker room and what it brings. Sometimes it's not all positivity. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah, my thoughts on CM Punk as a fan, I've always said I I always put myself like in neutral with CM Punk. Like I like when he's on. I don't necessarily feel like the world's falling apart when he's not on. Um, but so I, I'm not I don't feel strongly one way or the other. Uh, but he does have a way of and we talked about this a little bit on Monday, certain people can sell tickets, not just talk well, but they get people to buy in and tune in. And I feel like Paul Heyman's the best in the world at it. Mm-hmm. I think Cody Rhodes has become incredible at it as well. I think CM Punk's one of those guys. When he talks, people listen. When he says, I'm going to do something, people want to see him do it. He just has that. I don't, want, I don't know if it's it factor. I don't know if it's charisma. I don't know what you want to call it, but more so than just being a good on a microphone, he can sell you on tuning into something better than most people can. And I think that's why AEW should work to make this work. Now, I do always say, I don't try to pretend I know what happened with Brawl Out. I don't know whose fault was what and who did what. I don't, you know, there's a million reports. I wasn't there. I don't know. I just always say, and I've said before, locker rooms in all sports are so, so important. And there's very few championship teams that have people that are causing problems in the locker room while they're winning championships. So if they can find a way to, whoever's fault it is, make the locker room work together, this is a great deal. But that'll be the trick. Can they make sure the locker room works together? And again, I don't know. Maybe people say it was all all made up in the first place. So maybe it was. I don't know. But... I don't know about that. I don't think it was all made up in the first place, but anybody who's been in the business for any length of time can tell you that bringing in some real life uh, animosity into a a storyline can work from a business perspective, as long as both parties involved are willing to do business for the right reasons. Hey, you're getting into the wrestling business, yes, because you love it, but also because you want to make a living at it and making mm-hmm. some good money. And if you guys can just put it to the side for the 15 or 20 minutes you're out there, you know, and draw an audience, like you said, get people invested in the story and, you know, do business. You, you guys cannot like each other backstage and just stay away from each other, dress in separate lockers, whatever the case may be. But when it comes to doing business, there, you can do business. Yeah, so this way people say, and this is so-and-so's fault or so. Hmm. We don't know. We don't know. And, and I, I don't, I don't think it was all made up either. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to make all the conspiracy theorists feel happy. Like, you know, I don't know whose fault it is. It could be fake. It could be real. I don't know. I'm just trying to say, I don't know what happened. So whatever it was, as long as they're happy, once they get there, as long as they can work together. Great. But I agree with you, Jimmy. I think that that adds, I would be lying if I said, I'm not interested to see what happens if CM Punk and Kenny Omega had a match. I'd be like, Oh, I'd be super invested if they were at a, at a rivalry or if, if CM Punk got a tag team partner to face the Young Bucks, I'd be like, oh my goodness, I got to watch this now. Uh, So yeah, it it totally makes sense in that if they can find a way to make it work. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I just want also, um, and to Lego's point in the chat, I just need Collision to be taken more seriously than what they did with Rampage. 
Rampage started this way, right? I'm having a little bit of deja vu. Sorry, I have to say it. Rampage started with CM Punk coming back. It's going to be in the United Center. We got over a million viewers. It was hot. We were excited. Nobody's watching Rampage. They're putting no effort into Rampage. I don't want Collision to turn into this. And if I don't like the time spot in which Rampage is on, I feel even worse about Collision. I'm sorry, Collision. For me, it feels like it's going to be the Sunday morning over coffee show. I don't know mm. who's going to watch it live on a Saturday night. I am willing to give up one Saturday a month for a pay-per-view, but every Saturday, that's a tough ask. Yeah, yeah especially, yeah, because I want to stay married, as I like to say. Yeah, it, at 100%. I, yeah. Saturday is very, very tough to mm. to yeah. vote to a, a show every single... Because it's also, it's not like college football where it's for a few months a year and then you take it off. It's yeah. every single Saturday. And mm-hmm. how many are they going to be live and how many are they going to pre-tape? That's another question. Um, mm-hmm. Because with, uh, with, with, with the pay-per-views, with the PLEs, with the traveling, I'm very curious about how it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Jay in the chat who said, can we get a DVR? I literally said I'm watching it on Sunday. How do you think I'm watching it? On a DVR, buddy. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Come saying? on, bro. V- v- she's VHS taping. I, I am. I'm going to. Yo, remember yeah. those VHS. days? The, the struggle was real. Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Those were the days. Yeah. You had to like fast forward through the commercials the, the hard way. Um, but yeah, if you didn't have to tape things on a VHS, then you don't understand. Um, but yeah. And, We'll see how it goes. Saturday is going to be brutal. And that was actually something they talked about in the scrum is they asked what Tony comes talking about, what they expect for ratings. He was not quick to put a number out there. Um, and I don't blame him because yeah, I, I think maybe this is also why Warner brothers was okay to extend them and give them this time. Cause I think they understand that it's getting DVR too. I think there's, there's gotta be a level of people under, cause I know rampage, I haven't watched Rampage live in a long time. Uh, anything I watch of Rampage is, is DVR'd. And honestly, a lot of SmackDown I watch is DVR'd because it's Friday night. I'm not – like a lot of times I'm watching that later. Um, much like Issa said, it, for me, that, that is the Saturday morning <laughs> wrestling. Yeah, so. yeah, we're going to have now something to watch over coffee for the weekends. Rampage is yeah. Saturday and, and Collision over Sunday. I just don't want that to – I wish we had ratings for the DVR numbers. But it's so hard, and that's why I'm not big on ratings. And I know a lot of people mm-hmm. want to act like they're experts of it. The way we're consuming content nowadays is so different than back in the day where we were VHSing. I know we were mm-hmm. just joking about this, but it is. Yeah. You yeah. had to tune in and watch this things live back in the day we don't do that anymore this like not to go off topic but this jimmy uso roman reigns super kick had like 10 million views in less than 24 hours that doesn't mm-hmm. count towards the people who tuned into peacock it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that 10 million people didn't watch it so it's very right. difficult mm-hmm. to figure out how we're consuming content nowadays in order for us to really have a grasp of how many people are actually going to be watching this show mm-hmm. Well, 100 percent. And I think that's why, uh, you know, a lot of people, they they're wringing their hands over like AEW Dynamite's numbers going down. But I think that's why Warner mm-hmm. Brothers Discovery said, yeah, we'll pay you more money and give you more TV time, because mm-hmm. I don't think I think they are aware of that as well. Like this, yeah. th- those numbers may not be what they were, but I also those numbers probably don't mean as much as they used to either yeah and 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 i hate to sound like the old guy in the room but i i still prefer to watch it live as it happens because when i do watch it on dvr yes i yes ladies and gentlemen i do know how to use the dvr but uh <laughs> when i watch it that way i tend to fast forward at times through things 
as opposed yeah. to letting it happen naturally and stuff like that. And, and a lot of times, you know, you, you, you try not to, but you end up seeing the results ahead of time and you, yeah. Right, especially when you're on social media, I'm gonna have to start adding to my mute list some of these like related words to collision because I want storylines to go down. I want you to give me mm -hmm. a reason to say, "Damn, I should have watched it live." But when you're when we're creating this content and podcasting about it, it's very hard to avoid the mm -hmm. results if we haven't seen them. I'm with you on that, Jimmy. I hate spoilers, so if I saw what's already gonna happen, unless it's a must-watch angle, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go back and rewatch it. Right. Yeah, no, I I agree. It, honestly, I'll I'll admit it. If I know the results of a match, the match is not interesting to me. Right. Uh, even if it's a match that I probably knew the result anyway. Right. Even so if it's predictable, it. it's not the same. It's not it's, the same. Yeah. And so it's like okay, like if I know once I know, like even I gotta be honest, I had a lot of um, Night of Champions spoiled for me, so I ended up mm -hmm. kind of just checking out the storyline beats like i had to go back and watch the roman reign stuff so i had to see it you know um but because i knew the outcomes i was like i don't want to watch the entire uh you know match because i know how it ends you know i know i know what the the, the thing is plus i mean at that point i'd watched like a thousand hours of wrestling that weekend and i was kind of like okay i need to start Join the club. <laughs> and, 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 and I hate to be this guy again, but that's another thing, too. It adds another night of wrestling. And I know people in some people's eyes, oh, more is better. But sometimes more is not better. No. You know what I mean? No, I got to tell you something. I live stream uh, Night of Champions, like a watch along, and I stream Double or Nothing in Battleground. And then I did the Wrestling Inc. podcast afterwards. I, like, I'm all wrestled out. I cannot wait to get this show over with and be done with wrestling for a day because that was a lot of wrestling. Like, it's a right. lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first, folks. We're done. Uh, we're wrapping up. Uh... Thank you guys so much for tuning in. <laughs> But yeah. in any case, yeah, the a lot of the crowd here saying they prefer to watch wrestling live. Um, I mean, I think sports yeah. and wrestling live is just the best. Plus, you can. I do think CM yeah. Punk will bring some curiosity. I do think CM mm -hmm. Punk will bring some eyes yeah. at first, just to see what's going to happen and how this is going to go. And most importantly, who is he going to feud with first? Right. Uh, CM Punk and Drew versus the Elite. Who's Drew? Drew McIntyre, I, I guess think. Yeah, this, that's the rumor out there that he's not happy and ready to leave. So, oh well, he even if that's the case, he's not going to be on AEW for a while. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think. I don't think he's there. He's not going to show up this week, next week, or anything. Well, you never know. They do like surprises pretty much a lot every week. I don't. I don't oh think they're going to get I, Drew. I, I, Drew screams not, WWE to me. I'm sorry. I have to mm -hmm. say it. There are those guys that have that. You can you can just see a certain company with the aura that they that they give, and Drew McIntyre is such WWE. <laughs> I, I hope he I, stays. I mean, I think he'll end up staying with WWE, but he, like even if he left, like there's non compete clause time and stuff like that. He it, it's going to be. Did he get drafted to Raw? He got drafted, yeah. Yeah, but is he on Raw? Because we now have a brand new World Championship and and a set Rollins that need tons of credible opponents, so. Um, yeah, he's he's on Raw. He was drafted to Raw, so he okay. hasn't made his appearance yet. But technically, he's on Raw. Well, recently, he had a loss in his family. All thoughts and prayers go out to him. We do yeah. know that. Absolutely. And so mm. we do have uh, a couple super chats. Uh, Corey Pride saying, "Jimmy saw your Twitter. I agree. Switch titles." Wait, what no, do you tweet, Jimmy? No, it was. Yeah, uh, Jimmy, it was what a, are you tweeting? No, it was <laughs> one of my rants where I, it's been a month since the draft and the women's champions oh, yeah. switch brands, and it's like. They didn't address it. And yeah, somebody, somebody said today, well, Asuka's the champion now, and technically she's she's a, a Raw superstar. 
No, she's a SmackDown superstar. With the, I was so confused. I was yeah, so confused. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's they need to address it sooner rather than later. Yeah, agree. Yeah, I think they're just hoping we all forget and don't notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, Jimmy, be careful what you tweet. Yeah. Uh, no, but Loud Marlins fan says, hello, Jack, Jimmy, and Issa, who is beautiful in pink. Super excited for the return of the best in the world Saturday nights. Punk versus Joe. Punk versus Miro equals dollar signs. Take your time. It doesn't have to happen right away. That's yes. All. Make sure there's a story involved instead of just, hey, these guys should be together. Okay, but like to Loud Marlins fans point, uh, Samoa Joe coming out and just schooling him, like cutting a somewhat, well, he can't get too real because Punk might not like that. But mm. like having somewhat of a, of a promo, like what are you doing back after you did this? Like if, if somebody's going to be intimidating about that, Samoa Joe is the name. I would love mm-hmm. to see that. Oh, yeah. my, my only... My only problem is I want Joe to get some wins. I want him to beat people. He loses all. I want him to start. Like, I don't want him to come out if and lose. If you have Punk lose that first match back, imagine, oh. though. Oh, my God. Let's choose violence right now. That yes. would be so good. Yes. Cool. <laughs> oh, my God. And if it's Joe, that I'd love it if Joe just beat him. I know. Just, I know. Uh, go, go all Haku on him. <laughs> just, yes. Yeah, just, just beat <laughs> the... <laughs> Oh, my God. The internet would lose their shit. I'm sorry, oh. but they would. <laughs> Like, nobody's expecting Punk to lose his first match. That would be such a shocker. What's great, what would be great too, is because it's Samoa Joe. Even if you're upset, you'd be like, yeah, but it was Samoa Joe. So, yeah. right, right. Like, you gotta <laughs> let it go. Well, he did lose. Like, uh, well, it wasn't his first real match because he had that feud with Darby. But I remember how shocked I was when he lost to MJF that first match they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people. I mean, I was rooting for MJF yeah. myself, but it was still shocking. Yeah. yeah, people who uh, debut in AEW don't actually have that good of a debut record, I, I don't think. Or uh, debut follow-up. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's go ahead and get the show started. Before mm-hmm. we do, I'd like to invite everyone to like, comment, share, subscribe, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts while you're doing it. Uh, in fact, just hit up every single place where this podcast is shown. I don't even know where they all are, but just go there and leave five-star <laughs> reviews and good positive reviews. Why don't you? Uh, yeah. I want to give a shout-out to everyone here. Corey Pride, Smooth T, uh, Se- Secular Belt, Night One, Loud Marlins fans stalking you with the dog emoji. Uh, always, from, always. Uh, Mr. X, uh, the, so- the Sousa? Am I saying that right? Uh, yeah. Lego Brick Collector, Clay Ford, Rocky in the chat, Jeroy J. We got a lot of folks in here. Thank you so much, Amando Gomez. Uh, and also, I don't know if you listen to this or watch this later. I am error, but I know you're in here before the show starts in the chat. Mm-hmm. Why don't you stick around for the show? Huh? Mm-hmm. Calling you out. Yeah. I am error. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we also got the Jif King, Dylan Matthews, Zook Enigma, and everyone else. Thank you guys so much. Cool. Let's get into the show. Also, I want to shout out Roman, who's watching uh, from Issa's place as well. <laughs> I, he was having such a fit before we went live, but uh, he's, he seems to be behaving right now. Good. You, you know who didn't behave? The Blackpool oh. Combat Club. What they, a transition. They came out. It was an exciting match. Blackpool Combat Club get the win. Uh, Issa, I want to talk to you first about uh, first, just overall thoughts on the match, the Lucha Bros, Bandito, and he wore pink on Wednesday. Um, 
But I, specifically, one of the things I love about AEW is more so than anywhere else, you just get clash of styles matches. Like these guys are totally mm-hmm. different and they were not trying to be each other's style. They were doing their own thing. Uh, Issa, talk to me about that. And of course, just your thoughts on the match. I love that you brought that up because I have always said their shows may not be perfect or you might not enjoy the two hours throughout. But my God, there's something for everyone in an AEW mm-hmm. Dynamite show. Whether you like comedy, silly things, lucha, hardcore. Like, it doesn't matter. You're going to find something for every kind of wrestling fan. And I appreciate that. I'm a big fan of Bandito. He is so freaking good. And I believe that gear tonight was a shout-out to Chapulín Colorado. Mm-hmm. I hope that's what that gear was because so, it was so beautiful to see. Anyways, this was fun. I thought overall this was a very, very, very fun match. I like the clash of the styles, like you mentioned. I'm not a big Willer Yuta fan. So seeing Willer Yuta get a pin on Kenny Omega was upsetting, and then getting seeing him get the pin again tonight, uh, it just drives me crazy because I just want to see Bandito get a push, and he keeps putting on these bangers, but then he loses. So mm-hmm. it drives me crazy. And I keep saying to myself, I, it doesn't make sense storyline-wise at all, but I want adam page and bandito to make like a, a cowboy-esque tag team together because they both look like they would be a fun the cowboy tag. and el vaquero <laughs> yeah I mean, I feel like it, they'd be great i think they'd be awesome together but yeah i, I really need bandito to start getting so that guy's so excited mm-hmm. the the 60 yes. second suplex are you out of your mind that is incredible it was probably the longest delay suplex i have ever seen in my life and I, as much as i was like oh my goodness look at this at the same time, it w- it felt like, but what did it lead to other than people going, oh, wow, that was 60 count. You know what that's, I mean? That's it's enough, sh- Jimmy. <laughs> I know, but it should lead to something with something that memorable to make it to make it stand out even more. Something it has to come of it and nothing came of it other than people pop for the move itself, which it deserved because it was incredible. Well, Jimmy, I actually want to go to you with this next thought I had. And um kind of get your thoughts on this is for me, one of the highlights of this match was Brian Danielson on commentary. And a lot of times when wrestlers are on commentary, be like, they're so great. It's because they had little one liners or zingers or whatever, but Brian Danielson's commentary was so good because he was actually explaining why people were doing the things they were doing. And I was thinking about like how when Bandito and Yuda were hitting each other with elbows, he was saying Bandito's stronger, but Yuda is, throwing them more technically so he's able to stand with them or he used to not pin properly but i trained him and he's doing better and things like this and to me i feel like it added so much story to these little moves that i think we otherwise would have just shrugged off no it's absolutely correct what you're saying because because brian danielson is one of the best technical wrestlers in the world and he can explain those things because he utilizes those those techniques in his matches and can explain the story and the reasoning behind him. It's almost like a William Regal-esque type mm-hmm. of uh, situation. When Regal was on commentary, you always knew you were going to get a good explanation as to why. And Taz does that at times as well, too. But he also, Taz is trying to be more entertaining now as well. But Taz right. can, can do that as well. But you're right. Brian Danielson. Uh, Daniel, Brian, I almost called Brian him. Danielson. Brian Danielson. Yeah. That's uh, a tough one. I know. I know. I, still to this day. But um yeah, he he did add a lot to the commentary, and that's one of the things that the commentary is supposed to do is help tell the story in the ring when people are watching. Yeah, I think Taz is in a tough spot because it's a three-man booth, and Excalibur does so much talking about moves that I think it kind of 
makes it hard for Taz to talk about moves also without sounding like we're just talking about the move instead of the mm-hmm. story. So Taz, I think, does a good job of pivoting, but I like it when he talks about the move. I think Taz does a really good job of breaking down moves when he gets to the Yeah, and, and, and again, no offense to – but that's why Jim, Jim Ross was so classic because Jim Ross was able to tell the story in the ring yeah. while the other guys would break down the technicalities. That's, right. that, that's what works so well. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I just, I thought he was a treat. That was a fun match. It also kind of helped just continues Blackpool combat club running rough shot. As they say, um, we get to the next segment, which is the elite, uh, which I like the segment, but I was a little frustrated because the whole time Brian Danielson was like, the elite's not here. The elite's not here. And then we cut to the elite. And I was like, yeah, no, I know. No. <laughs> I was like, yeah. well, that was kind of, eh, I caught that. that as well. Yeah. I mean, I know it was, there's probably some weird, like, out of order filming stuff. So I, I don't blame I mean, anyone, elite, but it's also I mean, like. Maybe he meant, like, the full elite because we were very, ex- like, like they explained that Kenny Omega was not there. And mm-hmm. I feel like Kenny Omega is the heart of the elite. So maybe he mm-hmm. just, like, if Kenny's not there, they just assume the whole elite is not there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but he's also not in Canada, Kenny. So, and that's actually what I was going to say, by the way. Um, if he was in Canada, you would have told us, Jimmy, because you know everybody in Canada. Uh, yep. But th- the story of this was Matt basically says the BCC brings out the worst in them. Uh, and Dark Order wants to know why Adam Page is now hanging with the cool kids again. But Kenny Omega is out of the country, but not in Canada. Jimmy, this felt like it was giving us a lot of different branches of where stories could go. I get the reason why... I get the reason why... Um, they did the whole, he's not in Canada, he's somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But it it feels a little like, obviously, he's in Japan. Forbidden Door is right around the corner. He's got mm-hmm. friends. Like if, Just say he's in Japan. Like I, I feel like there's no one who's wondering where could he be right now. No, I guess they just didn't want to say exactly where. Like, he's in Japan going back to his roots and training with so-and-so to get back into uh, the sh- uh, the mindset, and the in-ring mindset that he needs to be in, or whatever the case may be, whatever story they want to tell. But uh, again, they, I guess in their mind, they left it up to people to go, hmm, I wonder where he is. Yeah, they're yeah. not going to tell you he's in Japan because there's still uh, three weeks left for the pay-per-view and they're not going to start promoting it until a week before. So we're not going to mention Japan quite mm-hmm. yet. Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, but I mean, Issa, you're, you're, you're good with social media. Do you think maybe AEW was just trying to get us all to go on Twitter and say he's in Japan and, and start putting the... Because, you know, it's kind of like when I see those video game ads on iPhone, it'll show them playing and they do stupid stuff. I'm like, well, that's stupid. This is how you'd beat the game. And it makes yeah. you want to download it to beat it. Is it like, do you think they're doing that? Like, obviously he's in Japan. So I'm going to go to Twitter and act like I'm really smart and talk about how this is who he's getting and build up the hype train. But let me ask you something. Was that your first thought when you watched this, se- this segment? My first thought was he's obviously in Japan. Even before they said that he's was not your in first Japan. thought. Your first thought wasn't why are we seeing barefoot? Again, this is like AEW has a thing with showing feet on television. Second of all, my second thought was uh, the Dark Order out here trying to like, I guess I get it, right? Hangman Adam Page did hang out with the Dark Order, but he was elite before he was Dark Order. So why are they out here so shocked that he's hanging out with his old friend? And then I thought about where Kenny Omega was. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. I, I guess it is funny when he, was, when he had his shoe off. It was like, because I get what they probably did was filmed this at double or nothing, but 
I was thinking, why did you go to the arena just to take your shoe off and get? Mm. <laughs> that was my first thought. I'm like, why are we doing more foot stuff? Like, what is Not, going on here? Because that's his, that's that's the trainer there is the guy who looks after his foot, so he had to go check up. I I did think that 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 visual him with all the thumbtacks on his foot was just amazing. Mm-hmm. The, the exploding super kick, I popped for it. But yes. regardless, it was just like this. Just seems so out of place. Like the, like double or nothing was on Sunday. It's Wednesday. This guy's just now getting his foot checked. Like I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my my foot's still sore. Oh, there's still thumbtacks. Which, yeah. <laughs> by the way, also, I know that fireworks spot probably made a lot of people upset at Double or Nothing. I loved I it. Loved it. I, I loved it so much. Yes, so stupid. I love it. I like. I, I was talking about that earlier, which it was like the Anarchy in the Arena. I loved it, but it's not a match that I can recommend to everybody. Right? right? You you see what I'm saying? Like it's not for everybody. I loved it. But there, that's not like the four pillar match. I almost think I will send it to everybody that say they're a wrestling fan. It was a mm-hmm. good match. Like the build up was trash. I'll be like, don't watch the video package, just watch the match. Mm-hmm. But that Anarchy in the Arena match is not for everybody. So I like the spot, but I can understand why some people were just not into this match. I get it. It's not for. It was not for everybody. Right. I was the. Um, I, I I feel like such an old man when I was in the arena. I was like, when he dropped him on his foot on the tax, I was like, that's uncalled for. <laughs> I loved it. I, I was more upset about him damaging a perfectly good pair of shoes with the exploding uh, kick. <laughs> uh, as, as someone who was there in the trainer's room when uh, after the Hell in a Cell match between Taker and Mick Foley and watching them pluck those thumbtacks out of uh, Mick Foley and Foley asking, did we do this spot? Did we get to the... You know, I'm just like, oh, no, boy. No, thanks. Well, didn't he... Like, he had his tooth up his nose like that. It was mm-hmm. so insane. So yeah. insane. Yeah. One of the... That that moment will live on forever. Absolutely. That mm-hmm. was that was absolutely incredible. But uh, we move on, and we get mm-hmm. to Bullet Club Gold. They come out, and they say that they are not done with Ricky Starks. Oh, my God. And now mm-hmm. they're mad at FTR also. They pretend to offer FTR a spot in the Bullet Club before jumping FTR and eventually getting chased off by Ricky Starks. Next week, we're getting Jay White versus Ricky Starks. Uh, Jimmy, I love the Bullet Club. I love this group. I love these two guys. I think Juice feels like a 90s, early 90s throwback kind of guy. I think Jay White just seems cool and like a jerk bad guy. It's easy to hate. Uh, What are your thoughts on the Bullet Club? Uh, Gold. Bullet Club Gold is okay. It's just the, 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 uh, the introduction, the beginnings were not what I was expecting. I wanted more out of the gate. If you know what I mean, and 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 have it build from there, as opposed to here's the introduction. Everybody knows who these guys are. Everybody in that audience, that they, their core audience that they cater to, knows who they are. But there may be some people tuning in, going, "Ooh, who's this guy that everybody's cheering for?" You know, let people get invested in them and then go forward. But I do like where they're going with them now. Yeah, they, they, um, I agree. I think they probably could have done a little bit more to introduce them, but as they are now, I'm, I'm loving it. Juice is just so over the top. He's so, <laughs> he's so amped up. It's like he drank six Red Bulls before coming out there. He's like, Ricky, ah! every time he talks, I'm like, dude, you are fired up. Let's go. Uh, but, um, Issa, I'm watching this and I'm seeing two guys in FTR. I'm seeing Ricky Starks and they're chasing off two bad guys. And, I start doing the math and I'm like, you got to even these sides up. Do you think Bullet Club may be bringing in a third member? And if so, who would it be? 
Oh my God, you got me. I'm over here getting ready to talk about something else. I have no clue who they will bring, but with uh, Forbidden Door being uh, around the corner, I wouldn't put a pass then to bring somebody from New Japan Pro Wrestling. And that's what they have to do, right? I mean, I don't know if the Bullet Club that, like the, the, the other half of the Bullet Club that's an impact, I don't know how those contracts work, but there are some people in impact that I would think would be interesting to add here for Forbidden Door. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you got to take advantage of this uh, Forbidden Door coming up and start promoting it, right? Where technically speaking in a little bit, it's about to be June, the pay-per-views this month. We got to start building it. So I wouldn't be shocked if they bring somebody from New Japan. Mm. Uh, now, that being said, I will say that I felt like this was the biggest that JY has felt. I've been critical about him not feeling like a big deal and having him in the ring with FDR and having Ricky Starks be the one to come out to kind of chase him off. Finally, like this is what I've been wanting to see JY. And like you said, Juice Robinson has grown on me. I think him being paired up with JY is helping him. But I, I was here for every second of this. He finally mm -hmm. felt like, okay, this guy's a big deal and he's going after FDR. He's going after gold. That's what I wanted to see from the hottest free agent signing JY. Mm -hmm. We're finally getting there. It might have taken some time, but I'm intrigued. Yeah, to, to both your points, it feels like if they keep this up, and they revisit this rivalry down the road in a year or two, this could be a main event pay-per-view mm -hmm. kind of rivalry. Because I think Ricky Starks is just an absolute star. If I'm a, mm -hmm. I mean, I've said this before, if I'm AEW, I'm like, how do we get him into the main event picture as fast as we can without burning through people? I think he's mm -hmm. someone you could build a company around. Ricky Starks is that they guy. They have an issue with follow-up, though, Jack, because yes. I thought that, Ricky Starks put on a banger against MJF. I thought he looked good in defeat. I didn't think MJF, I didn't think Ricky Starks looked bad when he had that world title shot against MJF. And then there was nothing with the follow-up until we're kind of involving him in the storyline with Jay White. It's mm -hmm. a matter of following up with some people. You can manage to make a star mm -hmm. when they get even in defeat and they're still not doing a, uh, the best job they could with the follow-up. Ricky Stark should have remained in some kind of main storyline throughout after NJF. Yeah, that's one of their issues is inconsistency. inconsistency. There's some stories where, it's, where they tell the story, they follow through with it, and then there are other times where it just feels like that was it. It's over. Yeah. You know what I mean? I will say that's that's AEW, in my opinion, biggest weakness is the pivot, is um, once a story's done, getting to the next story, or if something doesn't, if someone gets hurt or something that doesn't go as planned, getting them back up and running again. Cause mm -hmm. that's, that's, I always think the biggest weakness is, is the pivot. But yeah, if Ricky Starks, he's, he's like one of the, the five or six guys, I would say you build the company around him because he's someone that stands out that no one else has. You can't build it at a performance center. He just has that it factor. That's cool that you could show your non wrestling fans and know that he's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, he wrestles great. He, he, I mean, yeah, make, make him a, make him a star. And I think that Jay White is someone who can pull the best out of him. Cause he seems like such a jerk that it's easy to want to see him get beat up by Ricky Starks. It's just, they could make magic with this. I think if they really nah. work with it, but mm -hmm. we'll see. Also, we got majestic Marie showing up in the chat. Hey. Always good mm -hmm. to see you. The best. Uh, Slim Majors saying Ricky Starks should be one of the four pillars. Did you see his promo? I was just going to say, did mm -hmm. you guys hear the comments he made about that? I was I was in agreement with him. I um, dude, I, I was like, show this on the show. Just clip that out. Uh, that's on another thing. They don't let him talk enough. He, he held <laughs> his own against MJF. 
in a promo battle. Why why no. is this guy not talking more in AW television? If, if if it wasn't for the fact that I don't want to see MJF lose that title uh, for a little while yet, I would say go into this Ricky Starks and MJF storyline, mm-hmm. but take your time with it, build it, let Ricky Starks get there. And then you want to see Ricky Starks be the guy to end this because obviously people are picking people like Adam Cole and other names to be the ones to dethrone uh, MJF. But you talk about pillars. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I, think I love he, his promo against not being a pillar. It was so uh, well said. I I legitimately think they should cut that out and just put it on like Rampage and just be like, this is what Ricky Starks had to say about being a pillar. And, and put him in a field with one of them. Yeah. yeah. And have Let him, him feel with all of the pillars one by one and show why he should be or why he's better than being a pillar. Like, oh, I would love that actually. Yeah, you have him against yes. uh, like Sammy Guevara uh, for now and then you have him go to Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. And, and then... Jay, the, yeah. And then yeah. end with MJF and he wins the title. Right. And that's when he wins the title. Because at that point, it'll have been another couple of months Because or think about it. If you tell the story right with the pay-per-views, I mean, they do have a little bit of a busy time with pay-per-views in AEW World because we have, um, you know, Forbidden Door all out, all in. But technically speaking, if you stretch them out, they only do a certain amount of pay-per-views. So you could really have him, like, it could be a while before he gets back to MJF. Right. 100%. Yeah. And I think if, if you told me he's the guy that's going to take the title, I'd say, great. Signed, signed off. I'm happy. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after that, we go to um, a three-way match. Trent versus Big Bill versus Swerve. Well, why? Why? Uh, why? Well, why? There, was a, there is a reason why, actually. This was, they, they did you have to waste our time, Jack. These were the last three. <laughs> these, these three guys all cost each other in the Black Jack Battle Royal. Um, so there was a reason. There was some... How did they cost each other? Swerve was at the end, and, and Orange Cassidy pinned him. And nobody cost him nothing. Himself cost him something. Yeah. Big Bill eliminated Trent, and then Big Bill and Swerve were working together, but Swerve backstabbed Big Bill and eliminated Big Bill. What was the story? None, none of these guys eliminated themselves, right? Uh, or should have. Oh, never mind. I, I, don't, <laughs> I digress. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But uh, no, exactly. What, what, what were the stakes? Were there any stakes other than the fact that these three were in that battle royal? They could have mentioned that, yes, they were in the battle royal. And, and the winner of this will eventually lead to an opportunity at uh, Orange Cassidy's title. But wasn't even that. It, it was, I'm sorry, it was random. And I thought that Swerve and Orange Cassidy had an incredible ending to that battle royal. I didn't care for the first 10 minutes of this. It was a cluster F. But my God, did they kill it in their little mini match that they had. And then you're going to do Swerve versus Orange Cassidy next week. Have them go in a promo battle here. Like, have them do something against each other. Again, what I told you, the momentum. This did nothing for Swerve. And by next week, I'm going to forget about what they did at Double or Nothing. It's it's kind of BS. Swerve got a big win. How does that not help? He, he beat two guys. Please, uh, Jack. Two the guys, only, two guys that only go by their first name. The only Jack. thing I will say is he got a bit. He got a win in a creative with a creative roll up. 
That's um, true. That's true. Fine. I'll give you both it, that. But nobody yes, there was a roll up, but at least it was creative and different. There was a lot of very randomly main matches that had nothing to do with the fallout of Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. And you have to admit that. It was very yeah. random where you're like, why are these people facing each other? How did we get here? I'm gonna say this one had a reason. I believe this one had a reason from the I'm gonna I'm yeah, wasting time. I am dissenting here, but also <laughs> I wanna say, and I say this with all due respect to Trent, who I like, but I think Big Bill could be used in a much Big bigger Bill. role. I hate the name Big Bill too, but mm. we, we work with what we got. And uh, I think, I personally think Swerve is another guy that you could build the company. I think he could be one of the big top guys in AEW. I think we'll see like, what happens next week. Yeah, and then you'll so. know how they feel about him. Right. I'm not saying, look, I, I'll never say someone will or won't. There's too much in the, uh, it's too hard to predict that kind of stuff. But I didn't think you, didn't you have a beautiful talent. connection with, with uh, Tony? Tony oh, yeah. Khan? Didn't you no, guys yeah, we, look into each other's eyes oh and smile? So, didn't so you I send did, him some signals? I to did, like? I, yeah, I looked in his eyes and I was like, what about Swerve? And he was like, I can't talk about now due to contract stuff, but <laughs> I, you know, I, you know, I, I will let you know soon. And I was like, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> we, we had a long dialogue, me and Tony Khan. <laughs> and just, okay. just through the, just through the eyes, you know, just through the eyes. <laughs> okay, okay, Jack, okay. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I do think Big Bill has a – I think you could put him in a bigger spot. I'm not saying – I don't think he could be their world champion tomorrow or something. I, think, I feel like he could be a great enforcer for somebody. Um, yeah. Uh, um, I, I, yeah, but I don't see him in that top tier. Let's put it that way. Right. Oh, no, I don't think he should yeah, be like MJF or anybody. But right. I think like being – I'm trying to think of like a um, – of a good example of, of someone who kind of like a, uh, I can see him being like where a solo Sokoa is now where he's like the tough enforcer mm-hmm. for the big guy. Like if he was MJF's like bodyguard kind of thing where he's like, that's how he started. But then MJF dropped them in like a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's dropped a lot of bodyguards <laughs> over mm-hmm. the, over the years, but I think swerve, I, I just, I really think swerve is another one of those guys that stands <laughs> out different, mm-hmm. like stands out, looks different, uh, has a different mm-hmm. style. I'm a big, shout I'm a big shout out to Armando in the chat. See, I make things happen. I have eye connections in this press conference. Things happen, Jack. You're making nothing happen. I looked at Triple H. WWE <laughs> came to Puerto Rico. You're not doing your job right. Tremendous. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, that I was made like, my night. I was like, looked into. I said to Tony with my eyes, I was like, "You're coming back to LA, right?" And he's like, "Chicago." I was like. <laughs> And you were like, close enough. Was, close, like, enough. <laughs> close enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, Chris Statlander video package uh, to remind us who she is. Uh, we also get a match with her later um, where she beats Nyla Rose, kind of sets her back up with um, some more momentum as uh, Taya Valkyrie looks on. Um, How did Nyla yeah. Rose get this match? Well, just asking for a friend. They said that Chris Statlander was Nyla Rose's first defense as TBS champion. So Nyla Rose was Chris right, Statlander. Right. I mean, you, first you were defense. saying that Swerve, Big Bill, and this other guy, they had a reason to be in the ring together. So why was Nyla Rose in the ring with Statlander, Jack? Make it make sense, please. I just, it, it was, a, it was a, a tit for tat, as they say. Hey, you let oh, me okay. get the first uh-huh. shot, you get the first shot. Oh, okay. All right. Sure. It could have been very simple and just say going into the night that, um, you know, Chris Statlander, the new TBS champion, is saying she will defend the title tonight. It's an open challenge to whoever pops out first and have her come out. That's all. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's at least something other than, hey, Nyla Rose versus Chris Statlander for the title. Yeah. So, um, how do you feel about Chris Statlander as champion, uh, Jimmy? Just I, overall thoughts. I don't. I don't think there's a whole lot to pull from this match. So, just any overall thoughts from uh, no, Chris Statlander? Not a lot to pull from this match, that's for sure. But uh, going, winning the title in the fashion that she did, uh, baby faces don't win titles like that. It, it, it felt weird because you know I thought Jade was the heel, mm-hmm. right? She just had a match. So she, the, the baby face comes out and beats her after she just had a match. That just, felt, I mean, I am cool. always cheering for Jade, but I get what you're saying. I was just going to say <laughs> not to go against you, Jimmy, because you're my favorite person. But after that entrance with her sorority sisters, oh my God, how can you not love Jade after that? Like I kind of saw her as a baby and I wouldn't be, the rumor is that she's taking some time off. I wouldn't be surprised if they bring her back as a baby face at this point. Hmm. Um, I will say though, I get what you're saying, Jimmy. I, I'm giving, I'm just giving you a hard time there, but um, I, I, I will say I agree. I agree with the overall thought of it. I will say though, when she, when Chris Statlander won, I popped out of my seat. I was like, Nobody oh my god, was expecting it. And right. uh, I will tell you one thing: going into this pay per view, there was a lot of predictability. Everything felt so predictable, except maybe the Anarchy in the Arena match. I will tell you what, Anarchy in the Arena, I didn't know which direction they were going to go. You created an unexpected moment that people would go like, oh, maybe I should buy this AW pay-per-views because things that you're not expecting to happen, happen. Am I okay with it? No, man. Jay has Jay uses that it factor. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that this happened. We're going to keep her off TV. And when she comes back, she's going to be a baby face and going straight into the main title picture. If that's what happens, mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. But I can tell you how I feel about it until I see how we follow up with Jade. I will say at the at the press conference, someone asked Tony Storm about uh, Jade. And she had a great answer where she was like, didn't she just lose? So... What a great, what a great response. Did but... you just beat an injured champion? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Both the women's championships of the pay-per-view changed hands under no, uh... a lot of women's championship. Mm-hmm. We have Asuka is a new change. There was a lot of changes yeah. in the women's division throughout the next few days. I uh, Ronda and Shayna, like there is a mm-hmm. lot of changes we're going to see in this women's division. I'm excited for it. Um, transition. The mm-hmm. acclaimed came out. Uh, and they believe this they're was the so people. Necessary. They believe. Yeah, I actually agree. This they didn't even I, rap. They didn't even rap. Yeah. This is where I agree with you. This was totally unnecessary. I'm glad to see them, but one, you got to rap every time. Yeah. That's that's what you do. Uh, and two, and Jamie, I'm gonna throw this one to you because I th- I hope you agree with me. Billy Gunn for AEW champion. I'm 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 all in on Billy Gunn. That guy's big. He's jacked. He can talk. Billy Gunn, AEW. He's eighty. Stop it. AEW champion. uh, Okay, I will say this about Billy Gunn because I know Billy Gunn very well. Uh, He just I'm just jealous because he looks so good for his age. I, you know, he looks fantastic. But at the same time, Billy Gunn is not the guy to take out MJF. Yes, I. You can say that he needs a title. I'd like to see gold around his waist one more time. To me, it sounds more like uh, maybe the trios championship is something they would go for because I can't see Billy Gunn either beating Wardlow or MJF and winning their world heavyweight championship. So uh, this might be something to set up a trios title match. I I don't know, but either way, um, it's a nice little recognition for, for Billy Gunn that, that his, 
his uh, his team thinks that he deserves gold one last time, but they could have rapped about that because that's your gimmick. That's what gets them over. Do it. Yes, the scissor thing is one thing, but yeah. Without the raps, I don't think any of it works. It's maybe the, they didn't let them rap because the last time they rapped, they put Dominic Mysterio over in AEW. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that mean, was so good. You want to talk about how over that whole thing is, is Dominic? Mm. I mean, even it, yeah, because I was there. Yeah, there was definitely. It was. By the way, the crowd was loud there. It just didn't pick it up on microphones for some reason. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, you can't rush art. Um, so. Speaking of Dom, though, someone who got some Dom-like heat, Don Ooh. Callis came out today. Oh, so good. <laughs> he so got good. nuclear heat as he came out to talk about Takeshita and basically how they're going to go after Omega. And, um, you know, Issa, you say so good. I mean, walk us through it. If you're a heel in wrestling, isn't this music to your ears? Isn't this money coming into your pockets? This is what you want to see. I haven't seen anybody generate this kind of heat in AEW, except for maybe NJF, and he's not generating that kind of heat anymore. He's, he's becoming cool to cheer for. Christian, I think, will be the other person in AEW that I see mm-hmm. get booed like this. But this is what you want to see. You turn him heel. I mean, the heat is more on him than it is on Takeshita, so we need to do a little bit more on that. Like, nobody cared that he was standing there. People were booing Don Callis, and mm-hmm. I live for this. I, I, I love this industry, and this is what you should want your heels to the reaction that you want them to get. He is almost at Dominic Mysterio level of heat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was... I mean, Jimmy, that was incredible. Just the... Because I knew he wasn't liked before, and I was thinking, oh, they're not going to like him. But I didn't realize how much people were going to hate him after turning on Kenny and yes. everything he did. I Don Callis has to be like the slimiest person on TV in pro wrestling. No, he comes off that way, you know, because sometimes art imitates life. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Yeah, but, but Don can be, Don can be, you know, uh, intentionally. Uh, get on people's nerves and he does that so well and especially in today's uh, wrestling it's hard to get that kind of uh, mega heat that him and guys like him and Don Mysterio get right now and it's for me it's music to my ears when I hear it too I'm saying okay these guys are doing it right they know what they're doing and Don if I see you in Winnipeg one day Pony Corral my treat Mm. Are you turning heel on us, hanging out with Don Callis? No, I just, uh, you know, uh, he, he that's he's what Takeshita old... said. Oh, he, he is an old friend, but then again, <laughs> I don't want to get uh, a souvlaki in my eye. Never mind then. Even, even, even uh, Roman here is like, I hate that guy. <laughs> Don Callis. Ah. There you go. Uh, but yeah, that was a treat to see. I'm glad he's getting yeah. such action. Um, real quick thoughts on we had Gates of Agony versus Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy. Really fun, hard hitting matchup. It felt like Darby and Orange owed Gates of Agony some money the way they were beating those two guys up. But, okay, but uh, but Jack, why? Because it now why, why did this match happen? You're trying to make all these matches make sense. Tell me because we had Orange Cassidy successfully, you know, retain his title, and 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 Darby Allen was in a complete different main event storyline with the four pillars. So why are we getting this match? Because Dar uh, Darby's going to do whatever. I don't know, but 
This That's is a horrible more of that swerve versus Orange Cassidy. We're going to get Orange Cassidy swerve next week. That's what this is leading to. But it's going to be it's going to be nasty. I think we're going to get some some interference. We're going to get Sting coming out. It is very hard to care about these matches without a storyline behind them. This and is the story. Leading. There is no story. There was no story to to seventy five percent of the matches on tonight's show. Sorry, not sorry. It's the truth. Yeah, and and the other thing that drove me insane was okay. Orange Cassidy gets the hot tag, and he's beating up these two monsters. I get the gimmick; the fans love the gimmick. With his hands in his pockets, he's beating. He, he's getting the better of these two behemoths. It just, I, I'm I'm sorry. I get what your the gimmick is, but at the same time, it did nothing for me. It didn't make me go, "Ooh, that's kind of cool." Well. You have a pay-per-view in three weeks. Of course, we are expecting stories. You don't have four months to waste again before you got to book the next pay-per-view. So, no, I'm not going to let it go. The fact that they just gave us a bunch of random matches when you had to build up to Forbidden Door, which is three weeks from now. It doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to wait, what, to a week before we... No, they're going to announce the matches the, the Friday before Forbidden Door, and then they're going to wonder why we're seeing half arena empty on pictures on Twitter. That's why. That arena wasn't half empty, by the way. The but hard cam, the hard cam was kind of empty. That's the hard cam. No one. I was sitting, sitting on this hard no. cam side for backlash, and let me tell you something: there was not an empty <clears throat> seat, my friend. Let me put it to you this way: you know, that's because I thought Logan Paul was going to show up. It happens where the hard camera side sometimes is a little light uh, in the seats. Let's put it that way. But to to get that shot on camera. Somebody in the truck needs a, a a stern talking to at least in the bare minimum. That's true. But uh, did you hear Pat McAfee talk about it? That was petty. Oh, <laughs> did he talk? Uh, yeah, Pat he Mac talked about it. Oh, yeah. On made his fun show. Of, he made fun of him. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got um, a couple of quick promos. That came through. We had Wardlow challenging Luchasaurus. We had MJF mm -hmm. just talking about how great he is. And the outcast. Luchasaurus doesn't have a finger. Can he even mm. wrestle? He has fingers. Mm. He doesn't have thumbs. Right. It was the thumbs <laughs> that were bitten. <laughs> that was so freaking weird. <laughs> oh. I And also, I was going to lump in the outcast, by the way, and they're having matches at house rules. Um, so just, I guess, thoughts on these things. Uh, MJF promo, great. I uh, would have liked to see him in person, but I think that's fine. Um, Outcast feels like it was just a promo for House mm -hmm. Rules. Uh, right. Wardlow challenging Luchasaurus. I've said this before. No disrespect to Arn Anderson, but Wardlow talks just fine. I don't know why he needs Arn Anderson with him. Guidance, I guess. How many people is Wardlow going to get guidance from before that mm -hmm. doesn't work, before he realizes he just needs to powerbomb people? When's he going to get his steam back is what I'm more concerned with because they had an opportunity with this guy. They, when you talk about dollar signs, this guy had dollar signs printed all over him, and that wow. opportunity was missed. Last man to pin MJF, if I'm not mistaken, and nobody's talking about it. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree that Wardlow – they had a moment with Wardlow that they lost, that they now need to get back. Um, and hopefully they do. I mean, he's defending the title, um, but it, it needs, a, like a, he needs some, some real steam more than just wins, you know? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. Orange Cassidy's already 23 defenses deep, and I'm just going to defend this against everybody 
right. like story. So Wardlow's not catching up with him in that. So he's got to figure yeah. out something else to do that's going to make him more interesting than just I'm going to beat people and challenge people. Um, exactly. AEW's in a tough spot where all of their champions are in a they can't really lose right now situation, which then makes the rest of it tough to book. Right. You know, because yeah, yeah, you can't you can't be like, yeah, every match they every single match they have now, it's like, well, you can't you can't beat Wardlow yet. You can't beat well, I guess Orange Cassidy could lose. He's defended a bit, but anyways. Mm. Um hook this was this was the the segment that felt like it was thrown together to me, and that was uh Hook and um I don't know how to pronounce the name, but in Ingabra Nobles. Uh they okay. is the interview, they come out, they want opportunities, they attack Hook. Jungle Boy comes out and defends him, looking like we're going to get a tag team between these two. Uh, this was the part I've defended the show a lot today, but this is the part where I guess I get it, but this felt very random to me. Mm -hmm. Issa, take it away. Yeah, I mean, Jungle Hook used to be a thing, what, months ago, and he hasn't been brought up or talked about him forever. Mm -hmm. Now, all of a sudden, they're just going to get back together. Um, I, Ingobernables, yes, Ingobernables, Jack. Just FYI, yeah. but uh, but I, I I I I a lot of randomness tonight tonight, and this felt like part of it. I think that I I'm sorry. I think Jungle Boy came out looking the worst in this whole four pillar storyline, and I don't know that pairing him up with Hook is gonna do him any favors. Yeah, the problem is because Hook is so cool that it's hard to look cool standing next to Hook. You know, uh, <laughs> and. And so, like, I think I think there's a, an ideology of like Hook's cool. Let's put Jungle Boy next to him, and they'll both look cool. But I think what really happens is like, well, Hook is really cool. Who's this other guy? Because <laughs> there's like two different versions of cool. When they're not together, I do think that Jungle Boy has a cool factor for a certain fan base. But when you're gonna put them together, you're gonna make people kind of see like, well, maybe Hook is cooler, you know? And that affects mm. Jungle Boy. I mean, I don't think there's yeah. many people with the traditional sense of cool that are going to be hook in the like cool guy department. Yeah. Um, it, it, I, I like Jungle boy. I just, that, yeah. I think them together, it makes me go, well, he's the cooler one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, th th that's the thing. And, and you're, you had a team tonight that, that I don't want to say, and I hate using this term and please forgive me for saying it this way. Uh, a team that's not as big in Darby mm -hmm. and, and, and OC. And now you have another team that is, I don't want to say undersized, but not as big as most teams. So even uh, smaller than OC. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. It just, uh, yeah, a little, little too too much of the same thing, if you know what I mean. Uh, one underdog tag team feels, you know, like right. A, this you know. can't be twenty in ten, right, Jimmy? Because they're undersized. So this is five in ten. <laughs> five in ten. <laughs> What's well, uh, <laughs> It's very. Well, I got you. I got you. <laughs> well, again, going back to the title situation, because when I see a new team, I think, where do they stand in the title picture? And mm -hmm. I think, well, I can't see them winning the tag team titles anytime soon. So then, what? I, I, I don't know. It's, it's. Hopefully, they're trying to get something going, but I just, I, I don't mm -hmm. feel like the team they're facing has any momentum right now, mm -hmm. and they're kind of starting from zero. So it feels like two teams starting from zero, trying to make something. Right. Um, I mean, yeah. Jungle Boy wasn't the, the world title match, but he, he also lost, and this has nothing to do with what just happened. You know what I mean? So it's mm -hmm. not like it's not like he it's not like Cody losing at WrestleMania and then bouncing back into Brock Lesnar, where it's like 
it, it, it that was a choppy thing too, but they made it work. But it, the, the point is, it, I don't know. It feels like two cold teams trying to work together, but mm-hmm. we get to the main event. Uh, Jericho and Soraya going up against Adam Cole, Bebe and Britt mm-hmm. Baker, DMD. Outcast show up, try to get involved, but Sheeta stops them. Jericho gets peed up pretty bad in this one. And Adam Cole and Britt Baker get the win. Uh, Jimmy, what I don't like about these kind of tag team matches is whenever mm-hmm. they do these mixed tag team matches, it always feels like this isn't going to be the... It feels like a bridge match. Like, I know this isn't the end. I know this is just going to lead mm-hmm. on to another match. They're not going to say this is done. You know what I mean? And so right. like, I, I feel like as I'm watching it, I'm already not buying in because the stakes don't feel that high. No, you know I, what I, mean? I get, I get exactly what you're saying. It, 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 you know, they had that weird, I call it a weird ending. And I was surprised by it because we had the uh, referee stoppage on Sunday at double or mm-hmm. nothing. And here we go again. And I, you know, this is your get off my lawn guy again, but baby faces are the ones who's, who don't submit and pass out because they refuse to say I quit. By Jericho, see Jericho being the guy who said, you know what, I had to tap because he was he put an illegal hold on me. Whatever you want to say, you know, however he wants to explain it. But at the same time, by by not submitting and passing out, that's a, that's that's more of a babyface finish. For a baby I will face. I will say in the arena, we had no idea what happened. Uh, right, that that was a weird finish. Also, yeah, and also the referee in their actions. I hate, here we go picking on the referees again. It didn't look like you in your mannerisms. You have to present in a way that shows the audience what you're doing and helps tell that story. And I don't think that helped either. But uh, that being said, tonight, it almost felt like it should have been the blow off match for this rivalry. And he, you know, he got the pin. Adam Cole got the pin and you can easily say, well, he got the pin. This should be over. But it doesn't look like it is. Yeah, like I said, it never never ends like this you know yeah. it, that's that's why i guess watching i wasn't as into it I, I gotta say i gotta call out uh uh i think it was tim yeah tim mickles yeah uh, sorry adam cole has dropped terribly adam cole was injured he just came back i mean hmm. and he's been winning since he's come back let's not say he's dropped that's a little unfair I but think. he has this field has been horrible what happened at double or nothing was horrible this was boring and i don't know that he would even win this match as if it wasn't for his girlfriend saving his ass every time but that's the point. Like they're supposed to be working together. That's I mean that's like that's like saying I don't know if FTR would win if it wasn't for Dax helping cash out. He's a singles time. wrestler, what? Jack. <laughs> He's not in a tag team with his girlfriend. That's not how this works. That's a, but, Please, give, that's a horrible example. That's a, but that's they, they were in a tag team today. You need your today because she's probably tired of saving his ass, so she's like, we might as well just tag team together. Come on, they have Britney save everybody in every show for the last three weeks. Not just Adam Cole. She's like the superhero of this show. She mm. saves for, for uh, what's her name? Sheeta. She saved everybody. Mm. This is just what we do. This match was horrible. There was nothing about it that made me care. There was nothing about it that made this feud and fans. Adam Cole came back. He had his first mm-hmm. match. And then they put him in this freaking feud. And he has sucked. And what happened at Double or Nothing? Made it even worse. As soon as they announced the mixed tag, nobody cared because of how it ended at Double or Nothing. Yeah, like I said, I was I didn't I didn't like the end at Double or Nothing either. So I'm not gonna I'm not defending that one. Um, like I said, Jimmy is. Do you think this is over, or do you think we're? Do you, or do you think they're gonna move on to Forbidden Door stuff, or was this the blow off? 
It, it should have been, but I don't think it is because even after the match, you saw that Jericho was hot, throwing the chair in and all that sort of stuff. And uh, how does Soraya play into this? You know, what well, I mean? think like, he's uh, going to have a feud with Britt after with this. Britt. She's been feuding with Fitch. She, she's been feuding with Britt since she debuted at Grand Slam like five years ago. Yeah. That's all she's done since she's been here. We're done with it. We're tired. So who should Brit feud with? Jade. Anybody. But mm-hmm. anybody in, in this well, I don't even know. What's their name? What's the name of this freaking feud? Like I don't the even know. Out, the outcast? The okay. outcast. Anybody that is not in the outcast. That's mm-hmm. where we put uh Britt Baker with. I think she should feud with Jericho. She put him in oh. a lockjaw. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for it. Put him in a lockjaw. I, I yeah. want to see Britt Baker versus Jericho. Mm-hmm. Book it, as wow. they say. I will say my favorite part in this whole match was when she had him in the lockjaw. That was and that was actually that really doesn't good. do Adam yeah. Cole any favors. <laughs> you know, there's the other thing that I forgot about this match too. There, you know, Jericho had uh, um, Adam Cole in the uh, walls of Jericho, and Britt gets up on the apron. She takes out the glove nice and slowly, and she's putting it. Your husband, it looks like he's ready to tap out, and she's like taking her time. You know what? Why not, you know, have her pop up on the apron, pull her hand out from behind her back, have the glove on already and charge into the ring and do. It gave me flashbacks of when um, Jeff Hardy came back and started dancing instead of saving Matt Hardy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, because. Yeah, yeah. that's more important. Mm -hmm. Getting that glove and getting the camera shot. That's more important, Jimmy. Yep. Yep. it also it reminds me of like ta- it happened on Monday when I think uh, Finn Balor tagged, blind tagged Damian Priest, but then let him get superplexed before he came in. I I see mm. if I watched it later, I'd be like, bro, what is? Why didn't you help me? You let me yeah. just get beat up so you could sneak mm. in. That wouldn't be okay. I would not mm. be happy about that. <laughs> that is. I love that. That yeah. is funny. I, I will say that you're, you guys are right, but that is one of those things I give it a pass because I get there being dramatic and stuff, but it is one of those like, yeah, you know, he could tap out any second. And if he doesn't, mm-hmm. it still hurts. Like, it's not okay. Right. It didn't feel like there was a sense of urgency. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. It, but I, I guess I, this one, I, I, going into it, I don't feel like I was really that hyped for it because of the setup. So maybe I'm looking at it with different different glasses here but in any case that's the show we we, mm-hmm. we got through it we talked about it um cm punk who'd have thought mm-hmm. i Most mean come on think. it was the worst kept secret the first time it was the worst kept secret and this time once again at least this time they announced it the last time they mm-hmm. let us go into it when we knew what was going to happen right. yeah it's uh so now we'll see. I, th- there is a lot of interest for it for that mm-hmm. happening now. But as we sign off, before we go, uh, thank you to everyone who was in the chat. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, Jimmy, final thoughts, and where can the world find you online? Oh, it was there was it wasn't all bad. It was some good stuff. It's just that again, the problem with AEW is the little things and stuff that needs to be uh, cohesive and telling a story from week to week, as opposed to let's uh, like Issa said tonight. A lot of stuff felt random especially coming out of a pay-per-view. You know what I mean? You, you you talk about that battle royal, but that battle royal planted a lot of seeds that they could have, you know, kind of sort of watered a little bit tonight. And that's the only thing. There, there was some entertaining stuff, but at the same time, uh, could have been more entertaining. Let's put it that way, coming out of a pay-per-view. 
And uh, as far as myself, you can find me here on Mondays and Wednesday nights. You can find me doing the Riffing It Up podcast with my good brother in stripes, Brian Hebner, and our host, Star J, who this week we have like Mr. Anderson Kennedy. And we got to talk to him. Get back into Yes, there we go. Uh, we had we had a blast talking to him this week, and of course you can catch my ref and rants every Monday to Friday. And yes, I do my critiques, but it's not to tear down; it's to help tighten screws from my point of view. Will I see in Chicago? Never. I was going to say prediction: We'll see him punk get booed or cheered, but it's in Chicago. Yeah, so. come on. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Issa, final thoughts on the show, and where can the world find you online? Yeah, I mean, there was a, uh, there's always good wrestling in AEW. There was a couple, there was good wrestling, but there was a lot of things that I didn't feel like I care about. And AEW is in a situation which is very rare for them where they don't have time to waste. We have another pay-per-view coming in a couple of weeks. Usually we have months. So it, a show like this is excusable after a pay-per-view. Not this time. We have Forbidden Door is literally knocking at the door. So we need to start building for it. WWE immediately started setting up uh, qualifying matches for Money in the Bank. And Money in the Bank mm-hmm. is further out than, you know, yeah. Forbidden Door. So let's let's just tie up the knots and start building up for Forbidden Door. Um, you can find me here on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. You guys can also find me on my own YouTube channel, NYC Demon Diva. Uh, you guys can find me at Lucha Libre Online, Yellow Jackets Buzz, Know Your News. I'm everywhere, basically. You know, just trying to take over the world. Cool. All over the place. And I want to thank everyone one more time for being in the chat. Again, like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, thanks to Armando, JT098, Killer, a Demon 669 Haven't seen you in the chat on Mondays, KOD. Uh, mm-hmm. Secular Belt, Tim Nichols, Jeroy J, Armando, Huffman, of course, and Clay Ford, Rocky, and uh, everyone else. Majestic Marie, Ricky, so many people in here. How come I don't see mm-hmm. you? Swerve, how come I don't see you on Mondays? Huh? Mm-hmm. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's they're here for the pink. I'm surprised they stay because you 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 didn't follow the rules. That's right. how I. That's my sales pitch, huh? Why aren't you here? Okay, so you can find me on Mondays. Uh, wrestling. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Farr. You can find me at Real Jack Farr across all social media. Also, gonna be chat with Raj tomorrow here on Wrestling Inc. We we have an interesting interview lined up, but I'm told I'm not supposed to say who it is because I guess it's not confirmed yet or something. It's Ooh. not. It's not a wrestler. I'll tell you that right. Now. It's. It's not someone who works in wrestling, but someone who's adjacent to wrestling. I guess I'll put it there. So temper your expectations. It's Tony Khan. He's gonna look me in the eye, and you're gonna see the, the <laughs> eye conversations. <laughs> uh, in any case, uh, make sure to follow at Wrestling Inc for all your news and all the shows. We'll see you guys tomorrow for the Thursday show, Friday for the SmackDown Rampage show. Uh, until next time, have a good one. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.